This is the Timepieces History Podcast, where each bite-sized show shares the story of a place, person or object from the past. Here's your host, Gudrun Lorette. This is the Timepieces History Podcast, Season 1, Episode 8. Today we're looking at one of the most famous and significant moments in history, which is now mostly remembered for fireworks and dummies made from flammable material. The gunpowder plot marks the culmination of a period of unrest in England in the early 1600s. In 1603, King James VI of Scotland took the English throne on the death of Elizabeth I, who we looked at at episode 5. Elizabeth had no direct heirs, so the crown passed to the son of her unfortunate cousin, Mary Queen of Scots. James, now styled James VI and I, quickly found himself caught up in a tug-of-war between the Catholics and the Protestants, and attempted to please them both. At the time he became ruler, towards the end of the Reformation period, Europe was in flux from the challenges facing the Catholic Church from reformers such as John Calvin, Martin Luther, and of course James' ancestor, Henry VIII. James's attempt at keeping the peace backfired when he reintroduced the recusancy fines, which was a punishment for continuing to support the Pope that he'd just got rid of and threw out the priests. It was this that led to Robert Catesby and his fellow conspirators to come up with the ill-fated gunpowder plot. Tired of the Protestant mistreatment of Catholics, the gang hoped to kill the cabinet and replace the government with a Catholic one, and the attack was planned for the state opening of Parliament on the 5th of November 1605. As well as Catesby, there were 12 other conspirators, including a nobleman who'd only recently converted to Catholicism. Guy Fawkes had the responsibility for the explosives because he'd had a decade-long career in the army. Catesby had already been involved with other rebellions and started plotting to blow Parliament nearly two years before the attempt took place. The original date of the attack was to be February 1605, but the opening of Parliament was pushed back due to fears of plague spreading throughout London. With the purchase of an undercroft, or a cellar, the gang had somewhere to store their illicitly gained barrels of gunpowder, allowing them to stash it below the Houses of Parliament. Fawkes was given the job of lighting the fuse and was to then make his way across the Thames and from there to Europe to let the Catholics on the continent know about what had happened. However, some of the group soon got cold feet and decided they ought to warn someone of the attack because they were particularly concerned that fellow Catholics would also be in Parliament on the 5th. An anonymous letter was sent to a peer, Lord Monteagle, which eventually made its way to King James. James requested a search of the buildings in and around Parliament, and firewood and gunpowder was finally found in the undercroft. Fawkes was present at the discovery, but gave a false name and blamed the stash on his supposed master, actually a fellow conspirator, Thomas Percy. As we know, the gang fled, but they were all ultimately captured and executed. The events of the 5th of November are marked across Britain with bonfires and fireworks displays. Traditionally, an effigy of Guy Fawkes is placed on the top of the fire and burned as well. However, in York they don't burn an effigy. Guy Fawkes attended St Peter's School in the city, and while they don't condone his actions, they do admire him. The Guy is usually made of old clothes sewn together and stuffed with rags or newspapers. Children used to carry the guy around the streets and ask passers-by for a penny for the guy. Any money they collected would go towards fireworks for bonfire night. Today this rarely happens, although I have been asked to contribute for a teddy bear wearing a football shirt. I politely declined. King James VI and I continued to have problems. From the disruption of the Reformation came the Thirty Years' War, which lasted from 1618 to 1648. 
This started off as squabbling between Protestant and Catholic states within the Holy Roman Empire, but became more about who would rule Europe and resulted in 8 million casualties. However, James's rule is also remembered for the rise of artists, playwrights and scientists. It was also significant for its architecture, which saw opulent, luxurious houses being built by the wealthy. This was heavily influenced by both the Italian Renaissance style and Dutch design concepts. The buildings are quite impressive. They have symmetrical wings, decorative columns and arches, carved ceilings and ornate staircases. If you want to see a good example of a Jacobean house, if you're ever in the northeast, pop to Bessie Surtees' house down on Newcastle Quayside. Thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to speaking to you again at the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Time Pieces History Podcast. Don't forget to listen next time for more quick history facts.